I wonder how many people are listening to this conversation are closely connected or married to the struggle and you don't want to let it go. But you don't have to struggle to become successful. I thought that you had to struggle. The only reason I struggled so much is because I believe I had to struggle. My initial mindset was grind, 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 grind. Oh, I'm so sleepy, but I got to keep grinding, 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 grinding. Then I got some other information. I'm spending hours doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm spending hours doing some stuff that isn't going to move the needle. And in my mind, this mentor is going to say, yo, you are getting it. He said, and I, I'm telling you, I'm like for like three minutes straight talking about all the stuff that I accomplished today, why I'm so tired. And he said, how much money did you make? And I said, uh, I got to lay the foundation. You know what I mean? I didn't really make no, he said, well, why didn't you do any set out of all the stuff that you told me? None of it is money making activity. Mm -hmm. I was impressing myself with being busy. I was so in love with the struggle and the grind, I lost sight of the major objective, which is to become successful. How do I become successful? How do I make some money? How do I quit this job? Yo, look, man, real quick, before we get into the episode, Celebrity 409, Soul Celebrity, we gotta put this joint here. Hey, he sent us Jordans weeks, a month before they came out. So I'm getting my shoes from Celebrity 409. We I get my shoes. Up from Celebrity 409. These little fresh J's on my feet right now. Thank you, Celebrity 409. And that's S-O-L-E-B-R-I-T-Y 409. He is the official Social Proof Podcast sneaker plug. So yeah, for sure. if you want some shoes early, you want the exclusives and you want them before anybody gets them, all we can say is he sent ours. He sent ours. He sent ours. Let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where we are. are... Recording? Hold on, because then I sound insensitive to. <laughs> we ain't doing that. I'm not insensitive. I'm just saying we, every now, try to clean it up. Now I'm just saying we don't have to. Reese has absolutely been recording. Look at him. Yeah, so David and I are over here talking big business. Yes. Oh, that's the trigger word. Don't say that. We're over here talking law. <laughs> <laughs> We're over here talking gigantic business. <laughs> See, I told you they support us. <laughs> <laughs> told y'all, look, they said it. Um, anyway, we're over here talking business, guys. Um, as you know, we recently purchased the building um, some months ago. Yes. And we have the... Hold um, on, Chief, Don't put that first part in there because it sounds crazy. <laughs> like, just start at where we start talking about welcome to another edition of the podcast. Because that, in context, it sounds crazy. Okay, good, good. All right, bet because yes, we're going. Uh, yes, we're doing. What is it that you business. want him to cut out, though? <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Donnie, use your words. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So we are going over and reviewing the floor plan for our new uh, space. Yes, and it's very important, y'all. So much goes into this. Like you can't really see it, but you see it. Like this is a whole blueprint for what we're going to do with fifteen thousand square feet, right? Mm -hmm. And we have all these really big ideas, but we have to make sure that we are considering like 
enough space down hallways so that packages and deliveries can come through. We have to make sure that we have space, you know, so that we can put a stage in the event center. And we also have to make sure that the rooms are accessible, handicap accessible so that wheelchairs can get in, but not just get through the door, but can they turn themselves around and sit just as comfortably as um, anyone else. So that's what we're figuring out. We're looking at the layout of this and making sure that we have crossed all T's and dotted all I's. Yes. Oh, I had a really interesting conversation today with Terika. Okay. And building out this other uh, building down the street is like from scratch and uh, uh, new construction. Mm-hmm. So she's saying that a, she was like, how much did you pay for the sheetrock in the building of here? And I said about 40,000. No, she gave me the price of what they're trying to charge to do the build-out sheetrock of the other building down the street in Doraville. And she's like, yeah, you know how much they trying to charge? She said like 400 thousand. <laughs> and I'm like, is that good or no? And she said, well, how much did you pay for the sheetrock here? And I said about $40,000, actually 42000 She said, uh, oh, bad example. I said, what do you mean? She said, you overpaid. She said the rule of thumb is for labor. They should charge $1.50 to $2 per square foot mm-hmm. to build out the, the building. Mm. So this is $37.50. Let's round up $4,000. So less than $10. It should have been $7,500. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, just the labor. But I'm saying, okay, that's just labor. What about actual materials? She said, well, sheetrock is, you know, add another $3. So... We're at $5 per square foot. Mm-hmm. So I should have paid about 18000 mm. on the higher end. I said, well, that's a really good thing to know because you and I have a call with the architect mm-hmm. in the build out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little different because they need to do like soundproofing. So it might be special material, a little more material. Yeah. But, but we have a roundabout, a place to start. Yeah. But even they told us it was, what, what did he say? A hundred and something? A hundred and something thousand. Yeah. It was it was close to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is ten dollars a square foot. Mm-hmm. Which I guess ain't bad. That's not bad if they're considering special materials. Yeah, that's that's about spot on. Okay, but these hundreds of thousands of dollars kind of add up. What? Yeah, they they add up. So mm. yeah, they add up. So just so you know, when the building is done, the revenue that is generated from the building is going back to paying for. Building the building. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so we paid how much? How much was it? Was first of all, we get a quote for like twenty something for the 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 demo. We right? got a quote for forty something. Forty something thousand for, to, for people to just. First of all, the building was already empty, okay? But there were some bookshelves that were left behind by the previous bookstores. They knocked down the walls, and they had to knock down some walls. There were some walls, but there were what eight walls, like. They had to knock down some walls. Anyway, so to come in here, and you know how you see on HGTV where they take their sledgehammers and they knocking down walls and cabinets. Somebody charged, quoted us $40,000. And then we like, well, and we don't know that that's a lot. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, well, must be what it is. Then we got another quote for like 20-something, 30-something. We got a quote for like $20,000. The last person that came in, uh, some of my... Uh, my Mexicano friends mm-hmm. they came, came in, in six grand. Six grand. And we had to get the store, the, the, dumpster. but it was more because of the rollaway bins, right? Yes. So at the end of the day, it ended up being closer to 20. No, it did not. Yeah, it did. No, we had, we had 10 cans and they were all, it was 10 total. A piece. Yeah. 
Oh, because I remember I was counting something. Remember I was doing the math wrong on it? And yeah. I'm like, yo, right, right. <laughs> this is adding up. Oh, for sure. So we wound up getting 11,000. But what that said to us in that space is people just charging whatever they want to charge. They're charging whatever they want. And nobody's wrong. Listen, that young lady who provided the $40,000 quote made her quote sound so complicated um, with the process and, you know, and they, they offer these inclusions, like you won't have to worry about rolling away trash. We're going to take care of the rollaways. And so now I'm thinking, well, how much are your rollaways? And you know, where are you getting your rollaways from? Can't be from the same dump place. We're getting our rollaways from the same place. It's the same place. And they don't, it's not even something that you handle. You just, they drop, they drop the can, like they, you fill them up and you call the company and say, Hey, that one's full. We need a replacement. We need another and one. And they say, It'll be there tomorrow. It'll be and there. You hang up the phone, and that's five. It was five fifty actually, five fifty a can. But people just charging what they want to charge. But the cool thing is, and this is why I do like entrepreneurship. Nobody's wrong. Nobody's wrong. But you got fed up with those rollaways. Listen. So the person who's project managing for us. Shouts out to Ramon. Shouts out to Ramon. He would call and say, hey, the guys are ready for a new rollaway. Mm -hmm. And Dave would be like, okay, how many? And he's like, oh, just one or two. But on this last day. <laughs> the 550s suck. Dave said, yo, how many rollaways are we going to need? Because these 550s are adding up. So Ramon is like, hey, the team is going to need, they should be finished today. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to need their last drop of rollaways. And Dave is like, well, how many? And he's like, uh, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three. Dave's like, let's start with one. Yeah, but he's like, you need one. He said, but two would be excellent. Two would be excellent. We're not looking for excellence. We're not looking for excellence. <laughs> We're talking about trash, Ramon. We're talking about trash. And however we got to fit it in that one roll away, let's make that happen. Man, it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from Black Voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black Voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Go ahead. We also have to talk about during this process. So we bought a building that had been vandalized. Mm -hmm. Um, when the previous owners moved out, the building was sitting empty. It's in the middle of like a zone, a, a, a low income zone. There's a lot of homeless people, a lot of prostitution and things that go on in that area. And um, and I can't say prostitution without saying pimping because both of y'all wrong. Yeah. And real quick side note, <laughs> when you think of prostitution, I think of the movies. The joint in the little dress pulls over. With a little fur she, coat. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> and the high heels. Hair done, pulls. makeup flawless. <laughs> she pulls over looking for a good time. That's not this. <laughs> these, it's a whole lot of dirty sex happening uh, around dirty, here. So I'll be looking at, ooh, ooh, look at that sex. Ooh. <laughs> like, like it's nasties. a lot of. Like high volume, high smelly sex happening it's over there. Got to be some smelly sex. Ooh, it's got to be smelly. That hotel got to be disgusting. <laughs> Room sixteen dollars a day. Right <laughs> <laughs> Room sixteen dollars a day. Oh my gosh, the smelly sex. Is that Wait, the name of this episode? Smelly sex. <laughs> so. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's the funniest phrase I've heard all year. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I can't focus. You okay, ever, I don't know where we're going with this, ever, but... No? You never had smelly no. sex? Not that type of <laughs> <laughs> Just a little pH balance off. Well, I mean, I guess it's all... Oh, God. A little sweaty. You had sweaty sex. Oh, man. Smelly sex got to be mad embarrassing, well, yo. Like, how do you just ignore it? You never that? know who's homeless, though, because you might have met somebody in the club and they're objective. Sure. They homeless. I met someone that don't have beds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little light, little blanket situation. Let's get back to entrepreneurship, okay? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Dave and I get this building. It's in a, it's in a, it's vandalized. 
Um, however, once we got everything out of it, you know, we got this little lock on the door and whatever. We go back a couple of weeks ago and we're walking through the building. So I had taken my mom to see the building, pray over the building. David and I go back a couple of days later. We're standing in the back of this building and I looked up and I said, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, where'd that ceiling fan come from? Yo, did you find a video of like, because uh, it I, wasn't there. I'm just, Deja sent us the video. It was not there. There was a ceiling fan. OK, so we had this building completely gutted out. Mm-hmm. It's nothing in the building but the four walls that make the building and like a couple of beams in the ceiling that's holding the ceiling up. The guys took every single thing Everything. out of the. So we're in the back and there's this ceiling fan that has two of the five blades that should be there right it's two of the five blades and the wood look new and the wood looks new they hung the fan they 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 attach the ceiling fan to this like two by four and then they hung the two by four through the beams of the ceiling but there's there's no electricity so surely no, maybe the team just missed it, right? So they we're thinking, we're giving them the benefit of the doubt. The, the the demo guys just missed it. But my daughter and my mom and I had been there the day before. And so Deja, my daughter, is looking through the videos and she's like, yo, that ceiling fan wasn't there. So we continue to walk through the building. We're walking from the back now to the front of the building and we're standing there and we're talking to a contractor. Somebody was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for the videos right now. We're talking to someone and Dave, is he's completely checked out of the conversation. And I'm like, Dave, what's up? And he's looking down and he's like, yo, this extension cord, (laughs) (laughs) this extension cord was not here before. And then we end up seeing this little thing that looks like this makeshift generator. Somehow these people are getting into this building and they are putting their makeshift generator together. Now, mind you, when we when we arrived at the building earlier that day, we walked straight around the back. We didn't even go in the inside. And there's this guy sitting back, minding his business behind the back. Remember the guy who yeah. was doing the crack or whatever he was doing? We can't, we didn't actually see him. We didn't see crack. it, but he, it went from quick, mm, hurry up and put some stuff up. And he got out of there, right? And, uh, oh, it was Dewan saying, yo, that's a problem. I said, no, the guy's just back here minding his business. Dave's like, yeah, he's minding his business, all right. <laughs> doing crack. But he, <laughs> in the back of the building. In the back of the building. At the back door. With a little, he had a brown paper bag, and I thought he was just back there minding his business, you know. He's sitting at the back door. He saw us come around that corner. He threw whatever back in that bag that he had, you know. Um, and he got out of there, but they're in there and they're partying or resting or doing or smelly sexing, um, in the building. And, <laughs> and I can't, they've got to be getting in through like the roof. It's though. the roof. That's the only way they can be getting in. Cause we checked all the entrances like you, it's the roof. Listen, we are in a, um, we're in quite a neighborhood, but it, I, I, I'm excited about it though, except for the fact that we have a lot next to like a parking lot next door to the actual main building. And we cut down all the trees. Mm-hmm. So there's nowhere you can hide. And, you know, obviously all this <laughs> stuff was like, take all that stuff was taken. 
But it's not like we just went and we we gave them a month of warning, right? Like, we gave them you more gotta than go, a month. You gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. And uh, they're back now. They're just, there's a car there. Oh, they're back. I haven't gone over there in, in at least a week. They are back. So the guy, um, so we have this guy, Mr. Richard, who is one of the uh, tenants of that parking lot. And a tenant? <laughs> he's one of the tenants of the parking lot. He's a resident lot. of the parking lot. He's a resident of the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, a tenant, he had his tent. Yeah. And he goes in it. <laughs> yo, y'all are man. Wow. Yo, what's up with you this morning, man? He's a tenant of the park. He's a resident. <laughs> he, he, said he had a tent and he went in it. <laughs> he lives in a tent, or he at least did live in a tent in the parking lot. And he used to help the previous business owner, like, keep the grounds clean. Yeah. I still don't know what his supplies were, but he was helping the previous business mm. owner keep the grounds clean. So when he when I met him, even before we closed on the property, I'm like, Mr. Richard, you know, we're going to have to clear this out. Like we're, we're going to be running business here. We got to get all of this stuff out because there's like 10 cents back there just full of junk, junk. Right. And so he's like, oh, yeah, I'm working with the I'm working with the community now and, you know, getting things cleaned up. We're going to clean all this stuff up. So we buy the building and I go back and I'm like, Mr. Richard, you know, we got to clean this stuff up. Okay, go back, Mr. Richard. Do you have anything valuable in there? Because we got to get this stuff. So we have been going like weekly, sometimes multiple times a week. And Mr. Richard would always be over there cleaning stuff up. He's like, yeah, I cleared all, I clean, I cleared all the residents out over here. The community is going to be gone. So once it's finally emptied out, I go back to take a look. And Mr. Richard comes over. He's there. He came for, he emerged from the woods. And he comes back. And once, now I'd be giving him money and all kinds of stuff, right? Mr. Richard came back to me and he said, well, you know, y'all took all my valuables. Mr. Richard, now, now, I've been telling you for over a month. And you gave him money. You gave him like a hundred one time, man. One time I just gave him a cool hundred. Every time after that, I would give him like 25 bucks, 40 bucks. I was even like walking down the street with him to meet with his friends that could take my cash apps, right? Like I'm walking into unknown territory. Um, I bought him like, you know, he wanted trash bags and things like that and and all this stuff. But Mr. Richard pulled the okie doke. He flipped the script and tried to make mm. it seem like we evicted him without any notice. And... Um, yeah, this is a it's a challenge. It's a cha- it's, it's, it's a, a heart cause, pull because yeah, because they're uh, they're in an unfortunate situation, mm-hmm. but we still like we bought the building so that we can like do business. Yeah, but the but they they have to they have to leave. You know what I mean? They have to leave, but not only that, I offered to put them up in a hotel yeah. for we offered yeah. to put them up in a hotel um, for like ninety days. And they turned it down. The one guy said he's a man. And I don't know if you were there that day when I said, let me put you in a hotel. And he said, I'm a man. Like, I got to figure this out on my own. And I'm like, but you're not really figuring it out. Let me put you in a hotel. We were moving your things. And he's like, nah, um, nah, ma'am. That's what he called. Nah, ma'am. Thank you for the offer. And Mr. Richard said that he would love the idea of a hotel um, but every time I go back and I said, Mr. Richard, you know, what's going on with the hotel? He doesn't take me up on it. So Ramon, our project manager, talked to the local police in the area mm-hmm. and the local policeman told Ramon that we've been trying to house these guys for years at this point 
and they never accept the housing. We've been trying to give them resources. We've been trying to hook them up with income opportunities and they never take it. And it made me realize like, I can't really feel bad anymore because this is a condition that they've accepted and they, they want to be in it. And it brought me back to this moment where I met this man when I was riding the train to work like 10 years ago or so more than that. And he slept in the train, slept on the train. And I asked him like, he would always be very, very nice to me. He would offer me some of his breakfast. No, sir. Thank you though. And I'm like, break bread with you. yeah, he was trying to break bread and I was grateful for it. And so one day I was going to give him money. I didn't have cash. And I'm like, well, if you get off the train with me here, we can walk right across the street to the bank. And so we do. We walk to the bank and he had money in his bank account. He had a, he had a bank account. He had a bank account. He had a bank account. He had money in his bank account. And I said, well, if you have money in your bank account, like, why are you? Why are you homeless? And he said, I don't subscribe to the government's way of making us pay bills. Mm. He chose it. Man, this is um, it's quite a conversation because there, there are people that maybe they're not homeless, but they are stuck in where they're stuck. Yeah. And this is like normal. This is comfortable. I would rather, I'd rather sleep outside and in my tent in the elements than offer or to accept help due to pride or, you know, I just wouldn't be as comfortable being comfortable. Yeah. Well, and there's probably some like if, okay, so now if you take the assistance, there's some responsibility, there's a deliverable now required of you. Either you got to clean yourself up, you got to go get a job, you got to work. This is temporary. Maybe it's too something about like getting your hopes up high just to know that this is a 90 day situation. Yeah. Um, because my mindset was let's house them for 90 days. These weren't like they didn't seem mentally challenged. Right. Like and, and I mean, mentally challenged in a way where some many homeless people seem like they're strung out. Um, sometimes on drugs and you can't really have a coherent conversation. Mm. These guys were sharp. Like Mr. Richard was in the army and I'm like, you got resources, Mr. Richard. There's, there's things that are available. I think that they enjoyed the freedom. Like on one hand, they don't enjoy being homeless, but on the other hand, they don't want to do what it takes to not be homeless. Yeah. Uh, do you think, do you think they like, or enjoy being homeless. I can't imagine that anybody would enjoy it. I think they've accepted imagine, it. But you can't imagine having to sleep outside and someone saying, hey, I'll put you up for 90 days. You can be in the cold or the warmth and you'll have, you can sleep in a bed. You can't Take imagine somebody turning that down. Take a shower. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine somebody turning it down, but do you think some people would prefer homelessness? <clears throat> So in that, I don't, I, I can't imagine that. In that situation, here's my thought. Homeless people are treated so terribly. Like they're surprised that we actually hold conversations with them. We have conversations with them. And usually when we're at the building, we got our cameras with us because we're doing something at the building and we kind of just run into them. So they end up on camera and we've never, ever posted that. Right. But Mr. Richard is excited that we just talk to him like a human being and I think part of the hotel thing could also be that they are shunned away from these places so much. No, get away from here. Get out of here. Get, you know, go, 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 go. Maybe they just don't feel 
human in those environments. Maybe they understand that they're going to go in, they're filthy and they're going to go in, they're going to be looked at, they're going to be judged. Whereas if we see them homeless on the street, we expect to see them that way. You Let me get ask me? you this. Is there any, any world where you think people in a, an abusive relationship like the abuse? I don't think it's the abuse that they like. I think it is the misconception of the love that they believe they're receiving um, and the attention. So they like the abuse because it gives them a sense of love. I, be- I don't think they like the physical punch to the face. I think they like feeling like somebody cares enough about them th- that they got so angry. You care so much about me that I made you that whatever I did made you so angry. Like, I think they live in that state. For a period of time, which means if that state isn't accomplished, if there isn't any physical friction, they're going to cause something. They're going to do something intentionally to create that environment. Which 100 percent. That's what they're searching for. That's what they're searching for. So I, I was actually watching a video. Uh, I don't I don't know if it was like a clip on TikTok or something like that, where the lady said the first time the first time that. Her guy hit her. They was going through something. He hit her. And she said it turned her on so much Mm -hmm. that she actually started to enjoy it, look forward to it. Almost like liquor. The first time you had liquor, you did not say, wow, this is delicious. Never. You was like, ugh. But eventually, the longer you drink, you start saying, oh, now that's a good drink. Even though your taste buds initially say, whoa, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. No one said this is delicious, right? Because it's such a strange flavor, right? But I think if you do something long enough, you begin to, in a maybe unexplainable way, start to enjoy the abuse. Yeah. Because you don't want to go without it. You don't want to go without that means, it. it. That means something. Like either it means... For a homeless person, if you're not homeless anymore, you don't have the excuse for not doing well anymore. Mm-hmm. And I want to hold on my hold on to my excuse. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm not in an abusive relationship, then that means the person doesn't care for me mm-hmm. because all of my life, if someone gets angry, that means they care. Yeah, because think about it like that's classic abuser abuser behavior manipulation and abuser will say I just love you so much like you made me so mad you made me do it you made me do it I love you so much like you hear it from your parents if your parents were abusive like I did this to you because I love you mm. did you see the Ike Turner interview I have not yet seen the Ike Turner interview it was Is a it- clip it was a clip that was going around Instagram the interviewer asked Ike she said he said um <clears throat> Ike, you hit Tina. You like, you you're abusive to Tina, and he's like, she was like, where did it start or something like that, and Ike was like, no, no, because she was just for a couple of days, she was walking around sad, like something, I something happened. That. I saw that, and then he was like, just one day, I'm like, just Tina, and I hit her. Yeah. Hey, snap out of it. Yeah. So he was actually doing that to help her, to aid her in, in his her mind. depression. In his mind, correct. That's what he was doing. There's a, the brain is something odd. The brain is something odd. Well, and I think, you know, I can't explain because abuse is, is relevant across all races, right? For sure. But 
we have also inherited the DNA of people who were abused on purpose, like just as a race, you were born into abuse and black people at that time were abused and because of lack of performance, because of lack of behavior or, you know, something like that. So it was like, I'm going to beat you into performing. I'm going to beat you into doing what I want you to do. I'm going to beat you into behaving the way I want you to behave. And so then you have to imagine like, it's like the two brothers with the abusive father. One of them became abusive. One of them said, because of my father, I became abusive. The other one said, because of my father, I did not become abusive. So there's still like a lot of those people who directly were abused by slave masters who felt like when they were freed and, and they had children, I'm going to beat my kids into submission. And then there were others that said, I'm not going to beat them because I was beat into submission. But that lineage of people who believed in beating into submission and that this is this is what discipline is, that DNA has continued to multiply. I think it's starting to become more and more diluted, yeah. but that DNA continued to multiply and there's something, you know, it, it's really crazy how your experiences can trans transmutate into your yeah, offspring. For sure. Yeah. You, you know, those people who, and I never understood this. And, and again, I think we all just like think differently. I never identify with being like extremely, uh, poop faced drunk and then waking up with a hangover and they say, Oh, it's the greatest night of my life. And people go for that. Mm-hmm. Y'all people say, yo, I want to, I don't want to be able to wake up tomorrow. In, in terms of like, yo, I want to drink so much. I want to get so messed up. And I, I just remember waking up with a hangover like this. I don't want this anymore. Never. And that's why I, and, and I, I think it's, What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. 
How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal maybe just my blood or whatever i could take two drinks and the next morning i'm just gonna feel horrible so mm-hmm. i stopped drinking because the way my body reacts to liquor mm-hmm I didn't want that anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to drink anymore. But I, some people identify pain with pleasure. And I think it's holding a lot of people back yeah. in business or entrepreneurship. Because if you, if you make too much money, you lose the excuse mm-hmm. of nobody's helping me. <clears throat> so I might, I'll push away help because I like to say I did it on my own. Yeah. The independent woman thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was, a very toxic movement. Mm-hmm. I get what I get. What we're saying, yo, a woman doesn't need a man, which I think that movement was empowering. Saying, like, because there was a a a a, uh, a time where the woman was expected to rely on a man, mm-hmm. and then eventually we have these visuals of I can do it my own, which is empowering. Mm-hmm. But then we got into, I can do bad all by myself. And then it's almost like a badge of honor. If I struggle and I didn't get help and then people stop accepting the help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying a lot right now in terms of like, I'm trying to formulate like how people start to perceive help or how they perceive what they deserve or if the goal is about getting to the goal or is the goal about how you got to the goal? Like I want to be successful, period. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a partnership, whether I have some mentors or not. Mm-hmm. Some people want to become successful, but they have to do it through struggling or they'll feel like they didn't earn it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a bit of both. I think that, I think there's this, there's also a situation where when you accept help, the people who helped you make you feel it every single day. True. Right. 
And so then you develop like this. Uh, I'm not going to ask them because if I ask them, they're going to hold this over my head. I'm going to owe them for life. It can't just be like, do people really actually sincerely help you anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are some people who will choose to, to do it on their own. There are some people. So, for example, I remembered as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to make a million dollars. Right. Like that was my thing. I want to make a million dollars, a million dollars, a million dollars. And because I grew up in Atlanta and I'm sure this happens everywhere, but I grew up in Atlanta. um, Of course, I attracted all of the athletes and entertainers and, you know, I've always attracted a certain type of person, you know, period. I attract all kinds of people. I attract janitors and all that stuff too. But in Atlanta, um, when we're out and about, you're being groomed, not groomed, but you're being catered to by these athletes and entertainers. And so in my friend group, that's what people dated. And I remember seeing women that I was friends with end up moving in with these rich men and these rich men would give them everything right and I had a daughter young so I could never actually do that make you know if I hadn't had a daughter maybe I would have gone down that path but I had my daughter at 23 so I could never just pick up my life and go move in with a man and I'm glad that I didn't but I had friends who did and they'd help them out and they're getting them all these designer bags and all these shoes and they're helping them with these businesses and things right Mm. buying them properties putting their parents up and then the moment they break up they take everything back. Mm. The help to your parents stop. You've changed their lifestyle. Now this help stops. Now you got to get out of my mansion. Now all this other stuff that I was doing for your kids in private school, like all that stuff ends. And I remember just hearing the stories and seeing these women like basically go from great to section eight mm. overnight. And I would say like, I never want that for myself. And so seeing that, it turned me into a person that was uber focused, hyper focused on I'm going to make a million dollars and I'm going to get it like these men get it and I'm doing it and nobody going to be able to take it from me. Mm -hmm. That was like my motivation, but it was never also, I don't need men. It's like, I want a relationship and I want men, but I don't want a man to give it to me because all I've seen is them take it back. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think maybe it may be slightly different because in scenario a I'm letting a man take care of me. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess if that's success to you, it's cool. But uh, some people don't want other people to help them help themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You might say like, yo, there's, there's an opportunity that I can take advantage of. That's going to help me progress, like further my business. But because of my pride or because I want that badge of honor of struggling through it, I'm not going to take the opportunity. I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, somebody puts you up in their house and you take care of them. Um, I'm just, and we're talking to a special group of people, right? The person yeah. that wants to go get it. I'm saying to that person, don't be so proud. First off, struggling is not a badge of honor. It's not, it's not a badge of it's honor. It's not. You can, you can accept help and it be okay. Yeah. So I help a lot of entrepreneurs learn how to tell their story, right? And I have heard it so many times over the years at this point where people are like, I don't really have a story. Like I grew up in, you know, with with two parents and a dog and the white picket fence. I grew up, you know, we weren't struggling. We weren't broke. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what 
because you didn't struggle, you feel like you don't have a story. And I want everybody to understand that, like your story, success doesn't have to be connected to struggle first. Right. And we've got to divorce this mindset like we got to be cheated on for 10 years before we find a successful relationship. We have to be broke and homeless before, you know, everybody got to get it out of the mud before they can make millions. No, some people, the first your first relationship really did just go well. Yeah. Some of y'all really did have parents who were successful. Um, I wish that I had things passed down to me. I wish that there was an inheritance that was waiting on me. That's not my reality, but it doesn't have to be everybody's reality. Right. Um, and, and, and I think that has a lot to do with it. People have made struggle look so cool, or I think society has responded to people who's recovered from struggle in such a way that's admirable that people who just kind of really did have the silver spoon, we don't respond to them the same way. It's like, oh, we expected you to do X, Y, and Z. So those people who have the silver spoons are like, you don't know my life. You don't know what I went through. Yeah, we had the money, but I didn't have a father in the house most of the time or X, Y, and Z. And I want to own some struggle too. So you admire me the same way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I wonder how many people are listening to this conversation are closely connected or married to the struggle and you don't want to let it go. Mm. And I realized that you don't have to struggle to become successful. I thought that you had to struggle to become successful. Now there's going to be ups and downs, wins and losses, valleys, peaks, things of that nature. But the only reason I struggled so much is because I believe I had to struggle. Mm-hmm. Got to put these hours in. Got to put these hours Can't in. Can't go to sleep. You actually can just go to sleep. You can actually go to bed. Yeah, if 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 the my my initial mindset was grind, 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 grind. Oh, I'm so sleepy, but I got to keep grinding, 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 grinding. Then I got some other information. I realized that I'm spending hours doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm spending hours doing some stuff that isn't going to move the needle. Busy work. Busy work. Busy work. But super busy. Mm-hmm. Grinding. Mm-hmm. Hustling. In these streets. And then I could put it on Twitter at the time. Mm-hmm. Taking Yo, meetings. 10 hours straight. Taking meetings. Taking I went from meetings. this meeting to that meeting. And none of those meetings helped me in any way. In any way. But then I realized, wow, I, I had some information. A mentor comes across and says, okay, well, analyze your activity. What did you do today that is going to make you some money tomorrow? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I checked on the website and I changed the verbiage and did it. Then I met with this person and meet with that just to say my calendar was packed. Mm-hmm. But there's no there's there's no pride in that. There's no. I used to take so much pride in having like a two page to do list. <laughs> Write that to do list out. And it's just full of stuff like I would make up stuff to do if I only had like three or four things on my to do list because I associated that with success. If I'm not doing a lot, then I can't earn a lot. I can't become a lot. And so I would create all kinds of errands to run and people to call and agencies to call. And I'm probably, I think at that time I was looking, I remember making calls about like trying to get government contracting. I didn't even have an LLC yet, Mm -hmm. right? Just dumb stuff that you're doing because for some reason, people are equating busy with pay. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And successful, and productive, yep. productive, struggle with deserving. And none of those things are true. Man, I tell one of my mentors, like, yo, I did this, 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 this. Like, I'm like, I'm so proud. And in my mind, this mentor is going to say, yo, you are getting it. He said, and I, I'm telling you, I'm like for like three minutes straight talking about all the stuff that I accomplished today, why I'm so tired. And he said, how much money did you make? And I said, uh, I mean, <laughs> I got I got to lay the foundation. You know what I mean? I didn't really make no. He said, "Well, why didn't you do any?" He said, "Out of all the stuff that you told me, none of it is money making activity." Mm -hmm. I was impressing myself with being busy. Mm -hmm. busy I was impressing. I was I was so in love with the struggle and the grind. I lost sight of the major objective, which is to become successful. How do I become? successful how do i make some money how do i quit this job and um that's when i realized it's just it's just a mindset shift when you start focusing on other things my focus was how can i tell a cool story for today how hard i work yeah and if i just rerouted my mind to how how much money did i make yeah. how close am i to leaving my job right now not the feeling of i'll be out there soon but like how close am i really and it was a major game changer for me, mm -hmm. major. Mm -hmm. So we're about to do something um, with with the, the, the video crew. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, here's a concept. And I want to really, and they, they stand to make some money, right? Pretty good money. And the only time it's talked about is when I bring it up. Am I right? To me. Am I right? So you can defend yourself. You got a mic? Listen, we can hot seat this thing right now. Come on over on the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> but like there. Hey, get behind the get behind the computer. Let Reese come on over here. You know, it's like I'm I want to create a layup for people on my team. Like I want, like I'm yo, know, Donnie been telling me for a while. She'll be like, yo, you always try to like just pay the people to do it. Like, you don't know, splitting splitting revenue. Because it never works. And you and you know it never works. Like be you be trying, but and I've tried, right? With my team now, with the girls, 
I go and I'm looking at these spaces. We got to find this office building too. I've been looking. Okay. I haven't found anything. Um, so I go and I'm looking at these spaces. I'm struggling to find a building that's worth buying right now, but the urgency is there, right? I need, I need this space like ASAP. So I take the girls and we go look at this space and I'm like, okay, this is way more space than I need, but this is the most perfect space that I found. And I'm like, I will take out there. Say there's seven offices in this space. I will take three of them. The other four, I said, now let me talk to you guys. I will take three of these offices. I know how I'm going to use these spaces. There's a, a workshop area. I'm going to cash flow that. But these other offices, can you girls put together a plan for me? Would you, first of all, would you like to cash flow and make some money off of this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can you put a plan together for me and tell me what your plan is to make this happen now? I know what to do. I'm going to help them. I'm going to give them the plan. I just want you to express some interest in it. I came up with this idea. I'm telling you, these three rooms that we have here, 100% of the cash flow revenue that comes from it is yours. You don't have to pay the business. It doesn't have to do anything, but it's yours. Everything else is mine. They're excited. Now, for Deja's graduation two months ago from college, I wanted to gift her a business. Mm -hmm. But my daughter has to express just a little bit more interest, right? Yeah. She finally disclosed to me that she loves supporting me. She loves being in this role. She doesn't necessarily believe that entrepreneurship the way that we do it is for her. But she could manage like an Airbnb and things like that. So for her graduation, I wanted to gift her a business and I didn't because I didn't want to give her this responsibility that she felt obligated to. Instead, I had a conversation and said, what kind of business? And both of the girls at that time, I'm talking to them together. They're like, Airbnb, we would love an Airbnb or something we could put on peer space for events and blah, 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 blah. Conversation is heated. So I'm telling them, this is how much money you could make. This is the revenue potential. Here are the areas you need to look at. I need y'all to go and find me three apartments, three houses, three buildings, whatever that we can put into those ideas, put those ideas into. Bring me back a plan. I'll pay for everything. That conversation happened two months ago. I haven't seen one building, one apartment, <laughs> one space, but they want it. Yeah. But they want it, right? But do they? But do you know, they? You know, it was it was cool, and this, this is what I respect more. So I was I was saying, okay, these people they're they're booking the the venue. I was telling Kay, like, yo, you should be the event planner because you're event planning anyway, right? And like. I, I can see Kay was like, yeah. And Kay was like, I was like, yo, you don't want to do this. She said, nope, I don't want to do that. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. Like, no, nah, I, ain't, I ain't trying to do that. Okay. Because but, I get emotionally attached. The moment you tell me you're with the idea, like I'm all in. Show right. me the building and I'll show you the money. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, but, but I have been telling you, Dave, like you have been trying to profit share with your team members for years but I had already kind of been there and done that from my clothing stores. Like I'm trying to profit share with you guys in this because I feel like it's an opportunity for you to make more money. I feel like you'll work harder. I feel like I'm teaching you how to be an entrepreneur. Like I feel like this is a- Did they work harder? They did not work harder. It did not generate more revenue. It was not consistent. I'm not prop profit sharing with any of these people today. Neither are you. And so because I know how much work goes into trying to- pull these ideas along um, and, and nobody, if they're not showing the interest, 
I'm good mm. because then I am going to feel a way that I helped you facilitate this idea. You said you wanted it, but you didn't really want it. Now you've wasted my time, my energy and my money. Like we done spent all these hours talking about this and you did nothing. Yeah. Well, so if I, Reese I got, and Zell don't express sincere interest, I ain't, I, I'm not with you doing it. Like, they, whatever it is, they have to take the lead on it. They need to draw the plan out for it. They need to tell you all this money that you're talking about. They need to show you how that's going to happen. Or I would let it die right where it is. I got a mic. I love the... Uh I want to just talk about y'all, not give you a chance to talk about <laughs> to, 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 to defend yourselves. Uh, this is a really good conversation. It's a good one. Man, all over the place. Talked about, uh, <laughs> talked about a lot today. <laughs> Smelly sex. Tricky success. <laughs> Yo, they went in there and built a ceiling fan. A ceiling and powered fan. that joint. Like you could see the little wire, the little electrical wires <laughs> where you know you could just like kind of connect them to something. Connect and the then, circuits. Yeah, the joint's wild. Um, but yeah, so move right. Yeah, we didn't give it a chance to talk about podcast summit. Oh, we can do it on Wednesday. Let's let Wednesday's episode be that. Well, this episode drops today. So Yep. This episode drops today. Let's let our next episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Okay. Podcast Summit. All right. What you got? Um, first, I think there's a communication barrier between mm. the team in general. Yep. So when you say stuff, it doesn't click because we're all speaking different languages. Why are you looking at me but talking to him? I didn't do it. I'm looking at us a little bit. No, he, he like... I'm splitting my... You over here. I'm splitting my eyes. <laughs> I don't got my glasses on. So I got to focus somewhere. Mm. But yeah, I think there's a communication barrier between the whole team on that situation. Well, not that situation, but in general, when we have these conversations. Because from when we had this conversation, what I got from it was, okay, this is how we're going to set it up. And we're just going to be recording. Yeah. And Kay was going to schedule it. And that was it. And then we're waiting for the next move. Mm. Um, also, I think we're not coming from an entrepreneur background. So when you're speaking about stuff, we don't process it like that. Yeah. We process as in a nine to five, we get told we do this every day. Yeah. So this is what we do. Mm -hmm. And when the opportunity comes, they'll, they'll, it will be a new project. They'll tell us what to do on that next project. And we do the project at a grade or however you want to say it. Yeah. But it's always, this is what we need done. Let's get this list up. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. 
I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. You ever you ever had somebody promise you something or so a perfect example. So when uh something happened to where there was supposed to be some extra money on Zell's check one time. Right, Zell? It was like something it was supposed to be on I think it was like growing pains or something like that. And it was like, yo, it's not on my check. Where that money at? Not like that, but essentially, I think like two days back to back, it was almost like, yo, um, did we we fix that? Did we cool? I'm like, yeah, I got you, no problem. So, and again, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not mad at it, but I do want you all to see opportunity and go after. I'm almost expecting someone to say, yo, you said the 20, if we supposed to do this joint, when is we still doing that? What's mm-hmm. up? We still right? So. That that is again. I'm again. I'm not expecting anything from you. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm throwing it out there. Even us having this conversation is to say if there's something to be got, let's go get it. Yeah. You all are excellent when it comes to doing something for the company. We supposed to do five minute Fridays. Reese gonna be like, yo, you gotta record. Zella, hey, you that five minute Fridays. Cause he, yo, y'all gonna do this today, and y'all be on me. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I want you, I want you to take advantage of the opportunity to see it for yourself too. So if I say something, I'm not saying it to get you excited about something and pull the rug from under you. Mm-hmm. It's a real plan, but y'all know I'm doing a million things. So I do want you to think, yo, what's up? Let's do unless you're like, yo, I don't really I'm not feeling this idea. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Like Kay was like, I don't want to do no buyers events. Cool. Last thing I've heard, I, I said to her about it. I'm like, all right, cool, no problem. We'll find what is your thing. But I do, and I'm I'm such a I'm such an entrepreneur. You want that, everybody to be an entrepreneur, yeah, I, or, the, or at least think like an entrepreneur. Here's you know I mean? here's the, so I see both sides, right? And as I'm listening, I'm like, man, that makes so much sense. What reset? He works nine to five. He is your employee, and so first of all, we didn't grow up like with an entrepreneur background either. We kind of developed it and created it over time, but. Reese is saying I, I am did. your I did kind of Reese is saying I am your employee. Now you're confusing me adding in this now now you want me to act as an entrepreneur on some parts. So on 9 to 5 you want me to act as your entrepreneur your employee but from 5 to 9 you want me to act as your partner in a project. And that's confusing. But that's not really that's the not, tone. That's, that's not the tone not that we I'm have saying. here. I'm saying that there's there's certain things that I'm developing. Mm-hmm. And there's, I don't think that I am all the way there to where it just clicks in my head. And I think some of the conversations that we have 
it's a process. I'm not, it's like if I've never played basketball and mm. I shoot at the other goal, you're <laughs> in your head like, why did he just shoot over there? Yeah. But I'm like, I never played before. You just told me to shoot the ball. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's still a process. And just the, the way my mind works, I have to like think through everything. Yeah. And not only that, I'm thinking through everything about the job, thinking about everything through life. And now I have to set my mind to be like, opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, opportunity, what do I have to do to get the opportunity? Okay, I have to check in with Dave. Okay, I have to put plans in motion for this. That's mm-hmm. a whole new processing in my head for sure. that I have to develop. And it it takes maybe Dave like this conversation or yeah. however it goes. It's still very dangerous. And even though I tell you, Dave, you got to stop doing that. Look at me. I still do the same thing. I'm still trying to do it with the girls. Like, come on, y'all. Like, let's get there's more money to be made here. But as an employer, it's very, very risky to do that because, number one, you have situations like this and you have to think about, well, what if something has to happen with this project that we're working on and something has to happen with my regular job? Which one takes precedence? And then you're going to be like, well, you got a job first, you know, before all these things, just forward thinking. So what I have decided is my C-suite level employees will not be in by C-suite. I mean, like um, more executive level uh, positions like my executive assistant versus personal assistant, my operations manager. Right. They won't be able to necessarily be people who really desire to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. The reason is because there is so much. It's too expensive, like. As a small business, I can't afford it. I made a post about this the other day and a young lady made a very good comment and, and it's a heart pull for me. It's, it's a difficult decision. She said, well, I don't think it's fair that entrepreneurs can't work for you on that level or work for anyone on that level because there are some struggling entrepreneurs who still need a salary to support their lifestyle while they're trying to build their business. And I fully agree. So when we're talking about certain positions in my company, come on, everybody come in. It doesn't matter. You can be an entrepreneur. But- when we're talking executive level positions, like I want to send Deja is taking an interest in the tech space, right? I had no idea that this would be a space that she wants to go into part of her training. I want to send her to this conference in November. The conference ticket is $5,500. Okay. Mm. Now imagine. hmm. Side note, there's a podcast event coming up in Denver. Wait, David. So the conference ticket, the ticket to the conference alone is $5,500. Then there's hotel, there's flights. Then there's me spending all this time training and developing and, you know, got her working with the funnel teams that aren't free either. That's $3,000 a month and all this stuff. So when you're thinking about roles like that, it's too expensive for a small business to say, You can be an entrepreneur and you can just be in here working with me and learning until you get your own thing popped off. Now I got to do that training with somebody new. Mm -hmm. Three months later, six months later, nine months later, 12 months later. Right. So I think as an as an as an entrepreneur who is also employing people, you have to think about what roles in the company. Can have can be like a, a turning door, a revolving door. What roles in the company do I need somebody who really, really loves and enjoys just being yeah. the supporting 
staff. Yeah, but so my my objective isn't to turn anybody into an entrepreneur. That's what you're going to do. Not necessarily. Every single person that you've done this with so far, and I can name names, are entrepreneurs now. Well, <laughs> not really. Yes, like, really. Like who? You want me to name names? Yeah. Jen? J- Javon? Jen was, Jen was an entrepreneur when I met her. Yes. Yes. And you then attempted to give a profit share for the morning meetup or something. It, yeah, it was, it was another project. It was actually it was actually a project that she came up with that she would like my help with it. So I partnered with her. Yeah, you that, partnered that, with that her, the same out. thing. Yep. And now she's. Let me let me let me give you the the perspective I think I'm coming from. Okay. So I'm a server at the Cheesecake Factory and our job is to serve the food. Mm-hmm. But there were. Uh, some people that they're saying, this is how you make more money. Mm-hmm. You start building your own database of customers. Like you keep in touch with them. Like you got to remember their name, stuff like that. Now the average person, they're just going to serve and then go home. They're not looking at it long term. Mm-hmm. But my objective, not even, not even on the entrepreneurship stuff. I want to start building personal relationships with people. So when they come to the Cheesecake Factory, they ask for David. And if I'm not here, they go home. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's not me saying I want to be an entrepreneur. It's just I want to take advantage of any opportunity that I have because I know I'd make more money that way. Sure. So I'm I'm they're saying, yo, we have this uh, this special and you should offer cheesecake at the end of every single meal. Mm hmm. It's a it's called a cheesecake presentation. You bring the menu and you discuss it. I did it every time because it's an incentive for me to make more money at my job, mm-hmm. not be an entrepreneur. When I go sit down at restaurants and I and I don't even know if they still do it, but I see the servers miss it all the time when I go to the Cheesecake Factory. They just say, All right, um, that was your food. You want your dessert? Mm-hmm. No. All right, cool. And they bring me the check. And I'm like, yo, they're really missing opportunities. And this isn't something that you got to create your own business around. It's just a little bit of the extra mile. So within the confines, so Kay is going to have to, so this is what we're going to do. It's going to be like a half day training of content creation. I'm going to teach people how to create content. Then they're going to go record it. Mm -hmm. Kay has to schedule it. Mm Mm-hmm. Kay is going to have to schedule the stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, in the time frame we're here, she's going to have to schedule it. But I'm like, all right, well, in this particular, here's here's what I'm 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 looking for maybe. But if if it doesn't happen, it's no slight. It's yeah. not the difference I'm not though about is that, the difference though, and what you're doing and what you did at the Cheesecake Factory is Cheesecake Factory had a framework. This is the job, period. They weren't. They weren't paying you any more money. It wasn't really a framework. Though. Well, they, you, you had the to, cheesecake presentation. presentation but that I'm that about, was the rule. But I'm saying, like checking in with your 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 customers, following them on right. social, well, talking see, to them, saying I'm did, at work. But here's the thing: that the the other difference to that is you were doing things so you could make more money and more tips from the the customers. Correct. You're creating things where you're going to be paying more money as an add-on to the job, right? right? And I'm not saying it's a it's it's wrong. Like I admire, I've done that. I've been trying to also do that for years and I still do it. And at some point we have to say, this does not work. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> like we literally just did it with, uh, we just did it. We just had to end a whole, we're ending a whole something. It doesn't work. 
You want to put people in positions to run a successful company where they clearly understand their roles. You are trying to make an entrepreneur, an opportunity seeker out of every person that you come in contact so with. Bad. Is that bad? No, it's bad? not bad. If it were if it were bad, I wouldn't do it. Right. But all I'm saying is it never works. And I am looking for, I would love for this to work. Make it work. Please make it work. My team, please make it work. Like, so somebody come in here and please make it work. And we do that because we're such entrepreneurs and we understand like, man, when I was your age, I used to take these opportunities. You couldn't tell me like on my jobs, people used to hate commission jobs. Like my friends, oh no, I need my guaranteed 15 an hour. I'm like, give me $10 an hour and commission all day. Mm -hmm. You hear me? Because I know that how to take advantage of an opportunity. Tell me I can be in charge of growing a group that group is grown. You hear me? Like <laughs> it's grown wherever we are. What tables can I set up? What can I do? What are, what are my limits? Those are the, and, and we were that we were those people, yeah. but you also have to understand that there is a separate group of people who simply need to be told what to do. Yeah. And so when you're working with people who need that kind of structure, like Deja told me, my own daughter said, I appreciate being told what to do. I like to know what, you know, not like you do this, you do this. You, she appreciates understanding what her job is and I stay in the zone. Now you want me to start creating stuff? I don't really like that. Gotcha. Okay, I want to hear your thoughts on the conversation. This is, this is really, really good. Anything that's on your heart or on your mind right now, I would love to just hear um, what you're thinking. Um, I see both sides of it because even when you did the um, event planning thing, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. But I wanted to be honest with you because I didn't <laughs> want to feel like obligated to take it on because you're sure. my boss and then I'm not doing it to my fullest potential. 100%. Um, but then I also see the other side of what you're trying to do because you're literally giving us an opportunity to make more money versus saying like, this is what you get paid and this is it. And like you said, if you wanted to do this event anyways, I was going to have to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. So I, I like this conversation because now I can like appreciate it more. Good. So mm -hmm. now I'm like, all right, we're going to do this event. Good. We've got to prove Donnie wrong. Okay. <laughs> and I want you to like, I, I want the, I want this desire that the both of us have to create these opportunities. Like I've told everybody who's worked with me and you've done it too. I'm going to bring you in here. I'm going to create these opportunities for you along the way. And five years from now, 10 years from now, we all going to be getting it right. Cause you're going to be getting percentages from this stream and this stream and this stream for neither of us has that worked yet. I am excited for you to prove me wrong. Love it. Zell, all y'all. Kay is like, not just me. Uh, Don't do that. Don't do that. Talk to me, Zell. Your thoughts. I mean, I think it's a great idea. I think the hardest thing is just knowing that you're still my boss and I don't want to like make mistakes and let you down. I mean, it's a big project. I mean, it's a way for us to make money. That's cool. But at the end of the day, I know I still got to do stuff for you and do stuff for growing pain. So it's all about knowing that I can, you know, like get the job done. I mean, yeah, I feel like sure. we, we can make a good plan. We still have to have a meeting. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm still going to have to do your task and you know, so I don't want to let you down, you know. Yeah, yeah sure, so. for sure. You know, and, and one thing that's really important to see in this is um, in your normal role, right, 
at one at some point you're going to max out on what you can be paid in salary. It's just not going to make sense to pay an executive assistant a million dollars a year. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> right. So I would love we would love for you to see like, oh, there's an opportunity here. Maybe my executive assistant role or my videographer role or my photographer role or, you know, my tech role taps out here. Let me think about if I really want to make more money instead of going to get another job or working two or three jobs. Let me see if I can create two or three opportunities within this while still doing a job. And that's the thing that people be missing. Like you'd rather go get a like you'd rather go get a whole other job to supplement your income than to take this opportunity in the in the company that you're already with and make something like you're going to have to do more work anyway. If you're a person that has any of you guys ever said I need to make more money. Yeah. Yo, the, you know where the idea came from? Zell, uh, you told people you about to have a situation? Okay, cool. Yeah. No, 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 no. But have people. you told the world? No. People. No, no, no. Okay, no, no, well, no. Zell was saying, you know, having some, uh, some life changes. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, yo, I'm trying, you know, uh, he said, I'm trying to get another car or something like that. And in my mind, I feel bad. It's like, dang, I want to... I want to help you, but I can't just buy you buy a car. Right. So and my, my mind starts working. I'm like, yo, how can um, we make this thing happen using the current skill set, not outside of what we're already doing, but let's add another kind of layer to it. And that was where the idea actually came from. Yeah. And, and I want yeah. somebody, and again, this is, we didn't have this conversation, so you wouldn't know. And if it, if you guys didn't, do it. I'm not upset. This is like a, this is like a learning lesson. We're all growing together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And maybe internally I feel good because I create an opportunity, whether you take it or not, 100% up to you. Mm-hmm. We still, I love all y'all. Um, but like somebody has to have like that spark that says, yo, I am going to go get it. I want to take advantage of the opportunity. We about to kill it. Zell calls K and Reese says, yo, after Dave leaves today, let's come up with a meeting. Let's create the presentation. Mm-hmm. Let's come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. And we'll present it to him tomorrow. Say, this is the date. We already got the event right set up. Trey, you already worked on the flyer. Mm-hmm. This is the time. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. That's normally stuff that I do. And that's what I would typically do. That's what I would typically do. You know what I mean? Do. But yeah. And but but I'm also going to say on the flip side of this, just having this conversation, don't be pressured to do it. Yeah, Because sure. if you don't want to do it, if it's like, oh, it's a time capacity, I'm having life changes, I can't fit this in, I have a life outside of this, don't do it and then not do it well because what's going to happen is if you take it and say, I own this and I'm going to do it and you don't do it well, it doesn't just go away. It's going to subconsciously always be like, um, they can't handle another opportunity and you won't be thought of right for the next opportunity. So y'all should really sit down together and think about like, do we really have the time capacity? Do we even have the mental capacity? Do we even have the real desire mm-hmm. to do this? And it's okay to say not this, but what about this? hundred percent. hundred percent. Yep. Oh, it's a good conversation. That was good. That was good. I feel like got to buy a lunch at least. Got to buy something. We got to do something. <laughs> yeah, got to do something. Yo, the, the truth of the matter is like the vision that I have for my company and where it's going. I really want the people who helped me lay the foundation to be my, my first seven figure earners. 
I, 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 the people who helped lay that foundation, like I want us to be like the Facebooks and the Googles. And it's like, yo, we got these stock options and we got yeah. this, that and the other. And because I, I stayed with the vision and believed it so long, um, because the same thing happens with my team. Like they're like, yo, like the podcast summit, they're like, yo, we got to be here from 6 a.m. until 8 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Both days? <laughs> you mean to tell me we won't get to like leave to go to lunch? Well, no. Because. Yo, I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg had his little squad and he was like, yo, this is what we have to do before we make. Yeah, in the Facebook movie. Then they have to like move to another part of the country or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they did. It's like, yo, we locked in. And I really want that dog mentality. Like, I, I would love. I really want people who are, and I see some entrepreneurs who have team like this. I really want um, the type of people around me and working with me. That's like, we got to get it. Like whatever we got to do, because you understand, like, I want you to see it as if she gets set free, we all get set free. It's not just, she's getting set free. It's not just, he's getting set free. Like that energy, like what we got to do, yeah. what do we have to do? Bring me ideas, bring me some ideas, bring me that energy most importantly, but like dragging into work. Mm -hmm. Yo, it sets me off in a way that I cannot explain, please, <laughs> because I'm a creative. And so I love the energy. I love you. How do I walk in every single day, Kashif? Every single Good morning, you guys. How's everybody doing? Like I'm walking with energy. So, hey, good morning. Mm -mm, mm -mm, please don't do that. Let's have energy. And I have to think about that. That's energy is one of my core values. And I didn't realize it needed to be until I realized that a consistent theme was me getting frustrated with lack of energy, yeah. me being frustrated by lack of drive. Like now, if you're a new member of my team, it has to be that you have ideas. Mm -hmm. You're noticing stuff. You're seeing stuff. Like I want people who see stuff on the internet and be like, you should do this. Yeah. See stuff on the internet. Like Zell does that. Zell does that. He's really, really good at that. Um, just give me new energy, new blood. Give me new ideas because Right now, it's just me and my own ideas. For sure. And uh, I, <laughs> we actually talked about it, uh, that we are record, rewarding the team for it. Y'all did work hard at Podcast yes. Summit. And uh, what did we say? Mm -hmm. well, Y'all worked hard. Super hard. Venezuela? Are we going? I told Dave, let's go to. <laughs> I said, let's go to the UK. Dave want to go. Dave wants. Dave actually, wants us to go to Myrtle Beach. I was actually thinking Hilton Head. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave wants us to go to Savannah, uh, which, by the way, are very beautiful places. You know, knock no knock to those air. We could y'all Savannah water, ain't right? That's Savannah water, a little yeah, tricky. Right. We can't nah. get into Savannah water. <laughs> I think we're pretty cool to work for, like between me and Donnie. Mm -hmm. And y'all, that new building should be an indication that we got a we got about eight, nine, ten months, however long it's going to take to start owning some stuff because once that opens, it's going to be uh, more uh, manager. So we were on a call today and Reese was like, yo, something was different. We were short staffed. And um, he's like, yo, I, I was doing more, not just cause normally the cameras on me just follows me. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm more like orchestrating stuff and leading stuff. And he said, yeah, it was just different. And I didn't understand what he meant. So I just asked him like different, like, you like that or different? Like you didn't, it wasn't really making you comfortable. I thought he's going the other way because Reese don't really rock with a whole lot of humans and they drain his energy as does any, uh, 
any 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 introverted person. But he was like, nah, I was rocking with that. I didn't see Reese drained one time. Bro, he was. He, I, I think Reese, he was in his I just thought about that. No, Reese was coming to the booth out there. What's up, Donnie? What's going on? How's everybody? Reese? <laughs> I didn't see Reese drained one time. Yeah. And I, I saw, I said, oh, cool. I got it. Because once we get this other building open, it's not it's not so much do the stuff. It's like make sure the stuff gets done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's more because we gotta have more people, more staff. That we're gonna have to hire. They need more to people. learn the system, mm-hmm. right? But y'all have the opportunity to be first yeah, 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 and kind of yeah. claim how am I gonna be involved here? How can I make my role relevant in this space? Because that's gonna be that's gonna be like the focus. For a long time, like that's going to be the focus. We have to put, we have to exhaust all effort, energy, and everything into how do we make this work. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely going to be looking for the people who have the house sure. to make this work. We're looking for the ideas. We're looking for the I can help here. I can blah 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 blah. And also just kind of understanding too that we're not the cheesecake factory. We're not Coca Cola. We're not Google. They have hundreds, if not thousands, and some hundreds of thousands of employees. So if, you know, in their companies, if their assistant quit today, somebody can step up in that role. If their videographer quit today, they got hundreds of applications on deck to have somebody in here by lunchtime. It doesn't really work the same way So with, with us and where we are in business. So sometimes... We do have to work through lunch. Yeah. Sometimes we have to have a working lunch. Some days there will be absolutely nothing to do. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I have many of those days where there's really nothing to do. But then on days where there is something to do, it's a whole lot to do. Right. And it's not I know it with David and I, it's never y'all have a lot of stuff to do and we have nothing to do. We're all in here mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff to do or we're all in here with not very much to do at all just really identifying where you want to fit in and owning that space yeah (laughs) don't quit on them 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 long hard days pause uh i need i remember them days when you're just in here kicking it playing 2k okay so (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right it's good man um hey uh also yo and there's a lot of people that are hitting me up about the mastermind. Yeah. And you know why I think? Because we have something so special and it's very few mastermind groups that that two people operate at a very high level come together to give you the experience. And I think the most, the two most important um, uh, things that you can learn or be good at is one, the whole personal branding, content creation, and then income acceleration. Mm -hmm. And we've come together to create the authority and influence, and it's like people really hit me up like, yo. They want to be a part. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know, like, I think it's so unique. I don't even know if we need to open it up this way. I think that we need to bring people together the way that we are Mm -hmm. uh, next month, right, in a couple of weeks. I think we need to wait and... Like we already have people in the mastermind and I think we need to just serve and put that framework together and then open it up that way before. Like, I don't want people, I saw that maybe we mentioned it in the last episode and people are just commenting like, where's the link? Where's the link? Where's the link? Um, But I don't think we should allow anybody in right now. Yeah. What do you think? 
maybe like a wait list or something. We can do that a wait list. Like, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I do like that because this isn't, this isn't like, let's just do a money grab and get as many people in as possible. Our major focus is the testimonials. And I, I think this is what makes us so special as entrepreneurs. And it kind of wraps up this whole conversation is being able to see past the right now. Mm. seeing past the moment. Mm -hmm. We understand that if we can take a few people, get massive results, then it's undeniable. It's not like we already have like separate results and testimonials. Right. Mm -hmm. But most people say, yo, I'm going to launch this as a money grab. We're going to make some money. And you know, if if it works, it works, but uh, we're ensuring people's success. So I'm sure we'll have a link just at least, to put people on a, on a wait list. Yeah, we can we can have a wait list. This um, what's the day? Yeah, we can have a wait list. So just look in the in the description because I don't know what that wait list will be, but just look in the description and it'll say to get on the wait list. To your point though, um, we have massive success stories from people who never paid us a dollar. All oh, they paid 100%. us was attention. Oh, bruh. Period. Like I get DMs literally every single day of people who are saying. I did this because of you and Dave. I did this because of you. I did this because of Dave. I did this because of social proof. I did this because of full transparency. It's literally every single day. And I was trying to remember the bold statement that I made at Podcast Summit about the podcasters and what I what I foresaw happening. And uh, I think Zell sent me the video where I said, um, I am predicting that 100 new podcasters are created as a result of attending the podcast summit um, is what I said. I didn't say how much money they would make and all this stuff, but 100 new podcasts. I have four people already that since then, like four people that directly have my phone number mm. that said, hey, take a look at this episode. I started. I just filmed my first episode. What do you think? Four already. And I don't even know how many people are tagging us in post. Uh, from their podcast sets like I've already started I wish we need a way to track it we need to send out an email that says if you start your podcast let us know because I said 100 over the next couple of months 100 new podcasts will actually be started and um, it's a beautiful thing like David and I what I love about what we do it's never a money grab because if it were a money grab we'd be making so much more money we'd be making so much more money um but what I love about what we're doing is it's not it's not about podcasting. It's not about coaching. It's not about any of that. We're creating leaders. We're developing leaders like we are literally freeing people from this space where they lack confidence in being who they are. Yeah. And without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You guys are getting to see us on this journey of us just being two people owning who we are, all of our personality, good and bad, all of our mistakes, all of our wins, all of that. And it's inspiring people to just become. And that's so important when we're thinking about future generations and who are going to be the leaders and, you know, not even realizing that um, like when you're in it, 
I never really realized the impact I have until I'm at a podcast summit or some type of an event and people are like in tears talking about the impact. People are asking like, like my signature has turned into an autograph. Like that's still crazy wow. to me. It's crazy to me, <laughs> right? Um, and, and you just don't realize it. Like you guys send these messages and you'll see us reposted and you think, oh, it's just like another person reposting what I said. But it really means something yeah. to us, like to, to have created this level of authority and influence amongst ourselves, but to see it like rubbing off, like, and y'all are doing it too. That's that's the bigger deal. Yeah, man. Yeah, we thank everybody for the support, the journey. Um, we're, we're really just thankful that you guys are tuning, you're sharing all that we've done. And uh, we're just getting started. I'm telling you, we, we promise to you all that we will become better and better at uh, not only being entrepreneurs, but coming back to deliver the information because this is what you guys are looking for. Yeah. We don't want to stay the status quo. Hopefully these episodes are better now than they were two years ago. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're, we're continuing to serve you all. I promise you we'll always have some, uh, some free stuff where you can just connect with us. We'll continue to serve you all in that way. I uh, will also have some opportunities for you to work with us, but we are actually building businesses outside of you giving us money. Yeah. We are building actual businesses so that we have substance to talk about um, every single week. So. Every single week. And if yeah, you man. guys do me a favor, if any of you have been impacted and you've started something, um, I appreciate all the impact. We appreciate all of the impact. But if you actually have been impacted to the point where you started something as a result of anything that you've learned from David and I, comment, please. Let me know what you started. I started blah, blah, blah as a result of the Social Proof Podcast or David or Donnie or Morning Meetup or Actionable CEO. Let us know that. We need to see um, that and what's working because we don't have a way to measure it. Yeah. And I'm sure there are thousands of people who have started something. Absolutely. Yeah. Do us a huge favor, okay? Please, you're watching this on YouTube. We know the numbers. 70% of you are not subscribed to this channel. Mm. We're asking you to click that subscribe button. It drastically helps us. And on the audio side, on pi like on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, hit the follow button. Give us five stars if you think we're a five-star podcast and leave a quick review. It might take, all that might take a whole 30 seconds of your day. Yeah. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. So continue to rock with us. We will continue to rock with y'all. And we out of We out of this thing. Peace. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now.